June 1st, John chapter 20, verses 1 through 31. Early Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, They have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and I don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciple ran to the tomb to see. The other disciple outran Peter and got there first. He stooped and looked in, and saw the linen cloth lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying to the side. Then the other disciple also went in, and he saw and believed. For until then they hadn't realized that the Scripture said he would rise from the dead. Then they went home. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels sitting at the head and foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. "'Why are you crying?' the angels asked her. "'Because they have taken away my Lord,' she replied, "'and I don't know where they have put him.' She glanced over her shoulder and saw someone standing behind her. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. "'Why are you crying?' Jesus asked her. "'Who are you looking for?' She thought he was the gardener. "'Sir,' she said, "'if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him.' "'Mary,' Jesus said. She turned toward him and exclaimed, "'Teacher!' "'Don't cling to me,' Jesus said, "'for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go find my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to my Father and your Father, my God and your God.' Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them his message. That evening, on the first day of the week, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he held out his hands for them to see, and he showed them his side. They were filled with joy when they saw their Lord. He spoke to them again and said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Then he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you refuse to forgive them, they are unforgiven. One of the disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the Twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, We have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. He said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who haven't seen me and believe anyway. 
Jesus' disciples saw him do many other miraculous signs besides the ones recorded in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life. Listen, we have to understand that Jesus is hes not just our Savior. He's not our atonement or our sin sacrifice. He's not just those things. He's actually our model for life. Like, Jesus is our model for life. He, he said to learn of me, right? He said to follow me. He said, call no one on earth your teacher. You have one teacher. That's pretty narrow. You have one teacher. Come on, I've been taught by a lot of things through my life. I've been taught by sheer instinct in the fall of man that if you do me wrong, I get hurt, frustrated, insecure, or something that doesn't produce life. I've been taught that by life, right? But not the giver of it. Are you following me? So I want to look to Jesus. I want to learn from him. I want to look at Jesus' life and see how he responded to injustice, see how he responded to people that didn't appreciate him or see who he was or people that did him wrong. His own disciples, who he invested into and sowed into, man, when he was struck, they scattered, but a minute ago they said they'll die for him, but none of them did. Come on, that's a hurting pastor in today's society. That's a person that needs to break away and heal. And Jesus doesn't even know how to break or get hurt. I want to learn from that. If he said, follow me, there's something about Jesus that I can live in. Because he said, as the Father sent me in John 20, as the Father sent me, so I send you. In 1 John 4, he said, as he is, so are we in the world. In the whole chapter, he talks about him being love. See, love doesn't seek its own. Love seeks the highest uh, sake of another, the highest profit of another. Love lays down its life for another. Well, if love lays down its life for another, what are we gonna, what are we doing offended? What are we doing hurt, taken back, discouraged, disappointed? There's something we gotta understand about this gospel that we really gotta get, or we have these burning hearts to touch the world, evangelize, and get people to believe our doctrine, but not let our doctrine make us new. Come on, this is not about going to heaven. This is about heaven coming back into us. The kingdom of God's here. It's on the earth. It's at hand, and I'm looking at it. You don't look here. You don't look there. It's in you. The kingdom of God's in you. So you and I, we've been living off this old wine of just the way that seemeth right to a man, the perspective of the world, the wisdom of the world, the wisdom of this age, the basic principles of life. Come on. Every one of us was trained and homeschooled in the wrong home. We were. And it's time to get new life through Jesus Christ. And that's not just positional, guys. Come on, how's my light going to shine if it's just positional? How am I going to walk in a manner worthy if it's just positional? How's my life going to have impact if it's just positional? These aren't positional phrases in Scripture. They're absolute realities, and my life becomes something because of Him. You know, we've gotten tricked into a self-serving gospel. We've gotten tricked into a gospel that blesses me, benefits me, provides for me, and helps me make it to the end. So my whole goal is making it. My goal is becoming like Him. Come on. I'm not trying to survive. Are you kidding me? I'm never going to die. Seriously, I'm not saying that in an arrogant, hype way. I'm never going to die. I know that. I am going to be alive forever because I'm one with the eternal one. So I already won. I'm not trying to win. I already won. Now I just want to make full use of the moment I'm in, this little window, this gift that you all have called life. It's a gift. It's not a dread. The only reason it feels like a grind to people is because they're living it outside of why they're here. Why would grace come on you to drive, drive down a road you weren't called to travel? 
People say, life's a this, life's a that, life's a bleep, life's a blank. No, life's a gift. It's been given by God Almighty. It was you that went into that egg. It was you that came out of that womb. You say, well, my mother never loved me, but God left you have life. You say, well, my dad wasn't there for me. Call no man on earth your father. You have one father, he's in heaven. See, let's get our eyes off these earthly things and let's start thinking a little different. Your life's here because God said so. You say, well, I was conceived in rape. I was conceived in fornication. My, my mom was drunk. She didn't even love the man. You're here, aren't you? If there's a time to be born, bam, here you are. Don't you find your identity through what was on this earth. Find your identity through what was was from the beginning. Come on. Everybody in this room has life through Jesus Christ if they believe on him. Everybody's on purpose. Everybody's the will of God. If you have life, it's because God said so. Right? Now you got to repent and you got to come into him and in through him to walk in what you're here for. But everybody has an open door where God's concerned. I don't preach this thing, everybody's all okay. No, no, some of us got to get out of the wrong believing. Some of us got to get out of the things that are stealing away and stripping. It's time for change. Come out of darkness into light. That's not works and legalism. There's a thing I see I'm created for, and everything that doesn't fit that doesn't belong.